Hi, babes. Hello. Hello there, little Jewel. Hello there. Yes. I am not sure if I'm rereading a book, and I only <laughs> put it to you that way because I had trouble falling asleep last night. Uh-huh. It's a little bit of indigestion. Oh. And, Wait. no. I think you should go to a doctor for that. I should go to a doctor for that. Or maybe my life went. <laughs> This is why we're hoping that the Israeli-Palestine thing uh, gets bigger. Bubs. <laughs> no, I'm, I kid. I oh, kid. my goodness. Although I do think there's going to be a lot of craziness next year, but we'll deal with that then. Anyways, yeah. Uh, there's a book I listened to earlier this year by David Halberstam, and it's called The 50s. Okay. And when I couldn't sleep last night, I got up and I'm trying to look for something to read on my phone and I couldn't find anything that looked good. Mm -hmm. And then I go onto the Audible app. I thought I already had it downloaded to my phone. So I press the button to play and it starts downloading again. Oh, wow. Like, ah, I don't uh, wait for this. But the narrator is really good. But it helped me kind of like zone out and fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it must, he must have been a good narrator if, uh, was it, was it, was his voice like, um, soft spoken and, it's kind of monotone oh monotone yeah i like it though but it's just at that moment i don't mean this to seem like an insult it's what i needed <laughs> i don't like monotone voices for that reason oh i like some depends on if it's done right but mm -hmm. i usually don't like monotone voices because there's just no expressiveness no inflections i hear you and my dot just went off because i said expressiveness oh really Yes. That makes her listen in. It went voodoo. So I don't know. I remember back in the day, in 2006, yeah. I'm at a gathering, and this one guy starts talking about there are certain words you say that'll get um, the you know people to listen in mm -hmm. on your phone calls. Mm, really? And one of the instructors at the CCB... Uh, one of the ones who I actually respect said, I don't believe that for a second. Uh -huh. It's way too complicated to do, to do something like that. Yeah. Um, and I was actually kind of surprised that the guy who made the statement about listening into phone calls would say so. Yeah. Because he's pretty conservative. And that was a talking point. That was something that the Bush administration was doing at the time was listening into phone calls. Now, it's since become more of a thing that both sides do after Barack Obama took office and, you know, ordered the expanse of these programs. But at the time, it was more conservative. So it's kind of cool seeing somebody push back against something that his own believed in. Oh, my goodness. His own? Yeah. You talk as if they're like a colony or something. <laughs> his own. Yeah. It's like it's like they're apart from everybody else. I don't know, like apart from society. They're a tribe of wolves, these conservatives. Hey. I'm saying other ones from the uh, 2006 era. Oh, my goodness. They, I've seen documentaries about them on National Geographic. Bob, come on. <laughs> uh, I I kind of like the, the, the uh, National Geographic documentaries because they're really descriptive about animals. Mm-hmm. How they were uh, living, and this Wolverine is blah 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 blah, and so so takes their young and hides them under a bush. I, I'm just paraphrasing. Sure, I think it's kind of fun because you don't have to see it. It's re it's very descriptive, actually. They're really cool. Some of them. Yes, yeah, some of them are. Yeah. yeah, I remember I watched one. Mm -hmm. I think we might have talked about this in 
2005, and it was this older couple who had lived with this group of bears. And then they went back to the bears, and the bears were, like, playing around with them. Wow. Yeah. That's a little scary. I mean, it just reminds me of Timothy Tread, uh, Timothy Treadwell. Yeah. Which, I would not do that. I know that he kept them as pets, but honestly, you can't keep bears as pets. It's just not safe. Well, I don't know if he kept them as pets. I never he saw did. the documentary. I, I so so he I've was, heard about it, though. So he was on... They did a story on him on 2020. I didn't okay. see the documentary... But he treated these bears like they were dogs, like they were his pet dogs. You don't want to do that. No, you don't. And and he would just like, he would sleep amongst the bears. He would kiss the bears. And I'm like, look, I know you want to get close to bears, but they're wild animals. They, they deserve to be in the wild. They're not domesticated like dogs. You can't just train them. And that's the reason he's no longer around the Liverpool. Yeah, because the animals he loved ate him. Yeah. That, that was horrible. I, I did hear about that, and I'm like, I felt sorry for the guy. I went back and forth with this. I felt sorry for the guy, but at the same time, I'm like, you don't you don't frolic with bears in the wild like that. I'll tell you this. Yeah. I don't feel sorry for people who die in attacks like that out in the wild if they're purposely egging on the animals like he was. I don't look at it like a huge loss to society. Because you should know better. You're an adult. It's one thing if you were a little kid, but if you're a grown person, you should know not to do that. Well, I think differently. I go back and forth with it. Oh. Yeah. Maybe what you could say is you feel sorry that he didn't learn these lessons earlier, but at the same time, he was a grown-up. It's like the same way, and I know people don't like when I say this, that Steve Irwin dude... When he died, I didn't get the whole fuss over it. Well, I I did, but you know he he did leave a, a wife and kids behind. I think it's always um, sad when I hear about a a husband who wasn't trying to egg on the. I, mean, I don't think he was trying to egg on the animals. I think he was just swimming, and then that stingray just. Yeah, and by the way, mm-hmm. he was trying to egg on the animals. There's clips of him holding his son, who was like a baby at the time, around this crocodile. Yeah, we talked about that many years ago. Oh, we did. Okay. And I and you already know how I feel about that. Yeah, you're going bugs. What? He's a crocodile safety. Yeah, bubba. Bugs. Why are you making fun of Yawol? I didn't realize that. Is that is that a is that a normal part of our segments here? Is that you make fun of me in between segments? I think this might be the first time it's ever happened. So no, it hasn't been. You you did that yesterday. Oh, okay. I well, was yesterday I, was the first yesterday time. Yesterday and Friday. All right. Well, this is the first week we're <laughs> testing it out. Uh, for the for the uh five years that we've done our podcast, you've done that. It's a long test. No, Give me it's a test. not. You say sorry. I'm sorry. You don't like my tests. What? This is for our. Uh, what test? test? I don't know. For uh, this is for the test audience to see what works. Ah. What test audience? I don't know. We don't even know who our audience is, really. I mean, I we know. do, but we kind of don't. Yes. But, yeah, so I don't feel sorry for people like Steve Irwin or this... Um, Timothy Treadwell. Timothy Treadwell person. I, I kind of think, like, okay, they're gone. You wow. Know. Yeah, I don't. Tough. Uh, and I, I don't know about Tim- Timothy Treadwell, but I will make a statement that's a little bit more controversial. I actually think it's probably better for Steve Irwin's family that he died. Oh, what? 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 Wow. In the long run. Unbelievable. Bubs.
I don't know. I just think that's a little too insensitive. Well, but you kind of get why it would feel that way, right? No. When you're taking an infant and walking it in front of a crocodile. Yeah, but is, is that what you really saw, though? We could pull up the video on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think differently about this whole situation than you do. I go back and forth with it, though. Mm. I don't believe he deserved to die. I think that's um, it's almost like saying that a police officer deserves to die when he's in the line of duty. No, that's a different thing. No, that, that, that's basically what you're saying, isn't it? Because if you're putting yourself in danger, you deserve to die, right? No, but here's the difference. When Timothy Treadwell goes and hangs out with bears, he's not doing it to protect humanity from them. When Steve Irwin uh, puts his newborn kid in front of an alligator. And, and, and by the way, the thing you didn't know about Steve Irwin is he was a, a very staunch um, cons conservationist of these animals. So it wasn't like it wasn't like he was put he was wanting to put his child in danger. He wanted his child to be exposed to them. So that they would do the same thing when they grew up, just like his daughter. When when he died, she then got her own uh, wildlife show and continued on his legacy. So for you to say that, oh, uh, he was endangering his infant. I don't know that you know about the whole story. I I'm I don't think that you know about the whole story either. And I think you're making assumptions too. Why do you have to put an infant in front of a crocodile? Yeah, but you have a very unnatural um, fear of crocodiles because you haven't um, been around them, folks. You're like, you have a natural fear of... Look, I, I understand that people need to be careful about crocodiles and alligators, but if you're not in the right spot for them to get you, then you shouldn't worry about that. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But and that doesn't mean that you take an infant in front of a crocodile and hold it in front of them. I think that's insane. And also, how do you know that that video wasn't even edited? Babes, I watched this like in 2005. It was all over the news. So it was before it happened. And he addressed it publicly. He's like, I did the same thing with my daughter. When she, I can't do his accent. <laughs> Look, he can't. He doesn't speak in a southern accent. <laughs> he's Australian. It's so bad. I know. <laughs> But he's like, you know, I did the same thing with my daughter when she was born and everything turned out all right. Well, That's think, a very dangerous yeah, thing. Yeah, but I think that, I mean, I know this is kind of a different subject, but if, for example, if a man is teaching his children about gun safety yes. because he has guns in the house, yes. but he wants his children to be aware that you don't just touch them, you don't just pick them up, yes. but you learn how to use them. So if you need to use them when they're, when, when you're older, you know what to do, right? Yes. Okay. This is the, this is why we think differently. I think that maybe the reason why he has um did this with his son isn't to scare him or put him in danger, but to the, so that he could expose them to wildlife. Now, is that the way I would have done it? No, but I don't believe that this man was um purposely trying to endanger his children. Do you have nieces and, and because and because. Australia is known for these wild animals, just like America has wild animals. So I think that maybe he was doing this from a safety, uh, from from the perspective of being safe. Do you have nieces and nephews? I have two nieces and a nephew. Why? Okay, uh, and I'm assuming you have a sister because you, you know that, that I have a sister. You know I have two sisters. Yeah, but one of them had kids and the other one didn't. Yeah. 
And I'm assuming, based on your family and what I've heard, that your sister probably owns some guns. Right. Uh, no, they don't. Oh, they don't. No, they don't. I would have known that. They, I don't believe they have any um, firearms as, as far as I know. My dad does, though. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, let's take the example of your dad. Okay. Let's say that um, we're going to play make-believe for a second, right? Yeah. And we're going to say that your dad had, like, one of the first uh, home video cameras in, like, 1980. And that there's footage of him playing with a gun like a couple weeks after taking you home from the hospital. And he's playing with a gun in one hand, a loaded gun while holding you in the other. Would you think that that would be uh, something to commend? Because he's trying to teach well, you about gun off, safety. You're, you're assuming that this would have happened to me when I was an infant. I wouldn't have known that. Exactly. And that's my point is his son wouldn't have known, uh, wouldn't have learned anything being an infant, being around but, a crocodile. But here's, here's what I'm trying to get at, Bubs. Yeah. I don't think it was, I, I'm guessing, because I don't know Steve Irwin or his family. I'm mm -hmm. just guessing by what they say. I'm guessing that he, maybe not in the right way, was trying to expose his son and his daughter to these animals very early so that when they got a little bit older, because they were both young when he died, that they weren't going to be afraid of these animals and they were going to know what to do should they get in contact with these animals. And his, their dad was a, um, an animal conservationist. So he understood that some of these animals were uh, possibly endangered and he wanted to preserve them. I don't know much about conservation, but that's what I gather that he was doing. Okay, now we are a MAGA household here. And I thought, as good MAGA people... Okay, first off, you're not MAGA. I am. And you don't live in this household. So let's let's get that straight and stop laughing. <laughs> we are... <laughs> we are not... I'm MAGA. Uh, you are not. We are good MAGA-loving Americans. Uh, no, it, I am. I you thought... It being MAGA, we are against animal uh, conservation. What? We we are against con uh, conservation of animals, being that we're so MAGA over here. What are you talking about? We don't believe in animal conservation. I never said that. Oh, we, we do? I don't, know, I don't know much about animal conservation, to tell you the truth, so I can't really... It's about trying to save the population of animals so they don't go extinct. I know that, but I don't I don't really understand their other beliefs besides saving... I, that's a central belief. Okay, I know that. I know that. Yeah, so. I don't know where I, you know, honestly, I don't know where I stand on that because I I kind of feel like there's the ones that want to preserve animals and there are the ones that want to, um, uh, are uh, uh, putting animals more on a, a pedestal than humans. So. Yeah, let's I, go with the ones that just want to preserve animals. We're against that, right? Or I, no? I, I, I don't know where I stand on that. Though. Okay. I can't tell you whether I am or not. So what I'm trying to say is his animal conservation experiments, according to us, good folks in MAGA, oh. might be a crime against God. Bubs. Why? How, how would you know that? Because he's trying to save animals from extinction. Okay. So <laughs> why would that? Why, why I don't would, know. I, Bubs. <laughs> I don't know where I stand on that okay. issue. I, I really never had a solid idea about for, what now for the record i am for animal conservation so 
I was kind of joking around when I said that we're both MAGA. And this is a good MAGA household. And that it was against God. And that it was against, and saving animals was against God. I don't think I found anything in the Bible that says that saving animals is. Okay. But I also didn't find anything about conserving. Didn't uh, Noah die after he built the ark? No, he didn't. He, so he's still alive? I mean, I mean, yes, he died uh, years later. But it was but... after he built the ark. Folks! <laughs> Stop it. Okay, You're just making very bad jokes that don't make any sense. Oh, give me a kiss. No. No, okay, give me a kiss. I don't want oh, to. You know why you said give me a kiss? You're mocking my Bible. Because you're upset. And you're mocking MAGA. Okay, I never would. Yes, you give would. Me a kiss. No. No, I'm I'm part of the MAGA crowd. No, you're so not. You're not even close. Okay, well, give me a kiss. Well, we had many a debate and you're not even close. Okay, good. Give me a kiss. No. Give me a kiss. Why? Because I love you. Give me a reason why. Because you're upset right now, so you need a kiss. Am I upset? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not really upset. I'm just a little irritated. Well, you're a little bit irritated. But that. but I'm not, like, mad or Yeah, anything. well, a kiss helps with irritation, so give me a kiss. But you're no Oh, give me a kiss. <laughs> or I'll, I'll grab on your ear. <laughs> Squeezing each other's. Body parts over here. He's squeezing my ear. I'm squeezing his nose. Yes. I do think he has a cute nose. Thank you, the little j And apparently he likes my ears. Yes. I don't know. You, you Do you have like an ear fetish? I don't think so. <laughs> I know you have a, I know you like hair. Uh, yes. Yes. Kill. Yes, yes, yes. So. Yes. We disagree about the Steve Irwin character. I am not a fan. I never was. And I will not, I will save you from the vitriolic rant, but he will not be missed by me. Uh, but I have a question for you. I don't even know this man, but... Based on what the, the video I've seen of him with his son, I think he's a disgusting human being. <laughs> you don't know this guy, Bubs. You probably haven't even watched his show. I haven't. So here's a question about the show. Yeah? Did... I, 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 and, and keep in mind, too, I haven't really watched a whole show. I've seen clips of... Him on TV. Okay. So, I don't know. So, it, I think this show was called The Crocodile Hunter. Yeah. The, Did you the, actually see him battle crocodiles on the show or from the clips no, you've seen? No, I have not. Wow. I don't think so. At least I don't remember it. But I know that he was dealing with very wild and dangerous animals. But to me, it seemed like he wasn't mean to them. He wasn't rough with them. He was very nice. Um, uh, he wasn't like, he wasn't trying to, you know, um, Hone in on their habitat or anything. Nice. He wasn't trying to take over their habitats. Well, good. I think he just wanted he just wanted to be around them because he thought they were fascinating. That's interesting to me. Yeah, and I don't think that just because of that he's a disgusting human being. Well, okay, we just I and I didn't say just because of that. I'm saying about the way he treated his kids around these animals. But you don't know about that either. Uh, I know what I saw on tape, babes, and based on the evidence I've seen, it doesn't look that good. But I've heard interviews with both his children and his wife, Terry, and never once did they ever say that they felt endangered, <clears throat> endangered because of what Steve Irwin did. I'll t give you an analogy. Um, get off of the subject. Well, you want me to defend my point of view? No, you already did. Okay, but you then needed to step in. I was willing to drop it after I was. Okay, off. let's drop it now. All right, we disagree. I believe I'm correct. Alana believes he's correct. Only one of us is right, and I think everybody knows who it is. All right, anyways, bitch, moving on. <laughs> Not you. Anyway, let's move I, on. Yes, me. <laughs> 
you wish. Okay, what shall we talk about now? Shall we talk about Mia? Well, I was actually, before we get to Mia, <laughs> uh, since we're talking about conservation. Yeah. Oh, this is a weird noise. Do you I hear that? Outside. Yeah. It's outside. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's in here. It probably won't come up on the recording, but that sounded... Yeah, I can hear beeps. Yeah. Okay. Stop now. Yeah. We're kind of, oh, you know what? Maybe we'll get back to the conservationists when we talk about the American Buffalo documentary. Uh huh. So, yes, yeah, so let's get to the end of the Mary Tyler Moore show. We had our last Maya a thon yesterday, we which did. is kind of short. And we actually did not talk about the other episodes that we watched the day before. Well, this will give us a chance to like wrap up the series yeah. and talk about various episodes. Okay. Okay, but let's start with the ones we watched yesterday. Yep. Now, I got to say this. Mm -hmm. I think that clip shows are very, very, very lazy. It, it feels like you're you're doing your greatest hits. If we're a fan of the show, we've seen this stuff before. I don't like clip shows. And to me, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. It just it just made me laugh because I remember those shows and now how funny they were. So it didn't really bother me. So they did a clip show on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And the premise is that she's having a party. Johnny Carson is going to be there. And the lights, All the go, lights out. go out. Yeah. And they're reminiscing about her past parties. Mm -hmm. This episode annoyed me. It, because it's like you're close to the end. Write something original. Don't just do this. This is reminds me of the time Roto was here. Or this reminds me of the time Lou was dating that old lady. I'm a fan of the show. I've already seen those. Why do I need to see clips of them? But Alana, you have a different opinion than I do. I don't really care about, you know, I don't really care that I'm seeing clips. Again, I just thought it was funny just because I remember those shows. I thought they were hilarious. It didn't bother me as much as it did you. Mm. So I, I didn't think it was a bad show. I mean, maybe there could have been um, original stuff in it. I, I That's the only complaint I have, but... Otherwise, I didn't care that I was looking at clips. Yeah, like I was zoning out. I even started playing with my phone during it. And you're like, what are you doing? I was like, um, downloading some podcasts. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, but that's also because I'd already seen it. And it's reminding me of something else I've already seen. So uh, I guess they got away with it. Good on them. Uh oh. But we watched a couple of the other episodes. So... <laughs> I thought the one where Mary decides to ask Mr. Grant out on a date yeah, was hilarious. That was really good. <laughs> it was so awkward. Well, that's what made it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, you know, he brings her flowers, like three kinds of flowers, because he didn't remember what kind of flowers she liked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and brought her chocolates. And what else did he give her? Um... Uh, he gave her some nuts. Oh, wine. And nuts. And he had nuts in his pocket and he gave her wine. Yep. <laughs> and she made dinner. It was just so funny. So you already kind of know my theory. If I was the producer of the show and head writer, all that stuff. Yeah. I would have had Lou end up with Rhoda. And I know she left, but her marriage apparently ended. So maybe she comes back, falls in love with Lou and they leave off to New York together. I don't know. They both move in with Brenda. But to me, it seems like their two characters are better suited than Mary and Lou. I don't know. I mean, because Rhoda was so much more younger than Lou, I think. 
Yeah, she was, but so is Mary. So is Mary, but I don't know. Like, Lou, Lou's kind of like, he's kind of set in his ways, though. Mm. Laura's, Laura, <laughs> Rhoda, I'm sorry. I don't it's know why I said Laura. Rhoda seems Laura? like, yeah, who's Laura? <laughs> I love you there, J-Lo Laura. <laughs> Not Laura. Anyway. Rhoda just seems like she's kind of a go-with-the-flow kind of a girl. Yeah, but they are both sort of have this attitude of a little bit intense when you first meet them. Uh, and I just always thought as a fan, that's the obvious couple to me on the show. Well, I will say this. I think I think you might be you might have some truth to that. Because mm. I don't I can't imagine him with Sue Ann, because no. Sue Ann's too manipulative. And no. She's into other guys too, so it wouldn't be like she she would stay around a lot and even though she she always had feelings for Lou. Yeah, I, I didn't get the sense that he was into her. I yeah. can't see him and Mary working as a couple long term. No, because Mary has her own uh, way of thinking. And Lou's kind of, you know, sometimes he's kind of in your face. Sometimes he's kind of like, especially when she went to his house mm -hmm. for her party. Or for the party that he was giving uh, for Gordy, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, his house was super messy uh -huh. and she's, she's a neat person. So, yeah. you know, and she doesn't like being awakened at three o'clock in the morning. No. So I want to touch on a different episode. It's the one we watched yesterday. I think it's called Mary's three husbands. Yes. Or the three husbands, something like that. Mary's three husbands. And they're all fantasizing about what it would be like to, to be Mary, married. Married to Mary. I thought to that Mary. was a great episode. It's a great episode, but there's something in that episode that I can't really get out of my head. Mm -hmm. It's when they're doing the Lou and Mary being married storyline. Yeah. And they're 50 years older and they're talking about how they still haven't had sex. Well, Mary, now, Mary brought it up. Mary, no, but it's Lou's fantasy. Yeah. So it's in Lou's head that they wouldn't have sex after all this. Uh -huh. And Lou's wife left him. Yep. And presumably, Part of that was she wanted to have more fun and learn about herself and be with other guys. Yep. So Lou has three daughters. Yep. We're assuming that they were all his, that his wife didn't, you know, have a couple with the milkman. <laughs> and so what do you think about Lou and sex? Meaning the more I think about that episode, the more I think he's somebody who doesn't really think that much about sex. I don't know if that's true. Well, he's I even said that he'd never cheated on his wife. Yeah, but you know, guys guys think about it even if they don't say it. They think about it. Right. You know, you you know that. Guys of are guys aren't just visual creatures, but you're they're also sexual creatures. And they think about it even if they won't admit it. Um I don't know about the guys that that have um um that don't have the mental capacity to think about it. They probably don't understand it. Sure. That's different, but generally speaking guys think about it even if they they won't admit it. Now, having said that, I think maybe the the thing with Lou and Mary and not having sex is because he never thought of Mary as somebody that he would get romantically involved with anyway. And maybe in my mind, I'm thinking that, well, he thought she was a like a daughter to him when he first met her. Yeah, because they say that in the fantasy. Right. And then when they got married, it's like, oh, she's like my sister. And then now that she's old... He's like, she's like my mother. So to me, I think that Lou, because it's Mary, he thinks of Mary too much as family to ever want to cross that boundary. Mm. That's how I think. I don't think it has anything to do with his 
um, sex drive. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like when you've been friends with a woman for a long time. And I know that some guys are like, well, you can't be friends with the opposite sex, but, you, but it's possible. And you never, ever, 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 ever think of them as anything more than just your friend or your sister. It's like that, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's just very interesting that in his own fantasy, he didn't have sex with Mary. Yeah, maybe but, he just couldn't. Maybe he just couldn't fathom it. Yeah, he just couldn't think like it would go any. It would go anywhere um, other than they just live together and they never consummate their marriage. In fairness, the only one who had sex with Mary in their fantasy was um, Gavin McLeod. Murray. Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Ted didn't have sex with her either. So that so so you remember the episode when Murray admitted to Mary that he was in love with her? I didn't like that one because there's no real follow up. I know, and even this one was a follow up. Mm-hmm. Even though Lou was like, "Oh, I know you were always in love with Mary," but then it never, you know, never amounted to anything. Yeah. So I never understood that. Yeah, like I understand that Murray maybe doesn't run away with Mary. But maybe it comes up again. Maybe there's tension in the office place because of it, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some hidden jealousy whenever he sees her going out with a guy and we see that expressed uh, in a real way. Or, and remember too, in the earlier seasons, Marie had, had this thought that Murray was um, could be cheating on her with Mary. Yes. So, I mean, I would have wished that, I wish that I would have come up again just to see where it would go. Absolutely. Yeah. Ted's fantasy was great, though, because she's going around, uh, along with it. He's about to have sex with Mary. Mary and then she's like, I'm not going to have sex with you, not even in your fantasy. I'll say some nice words to you, but that's it. And then she goes, bye. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm not even going to go this far with you, even in your own fantasy. <laughs> that was so funny. I like in the episode where Mary and Lou go out on that date. Yes. Well, there's a couple interesting things. Georgette is the one who says that you two would make a good couple. Yeah, I know. And then also when Lou comes over to the house, he doesn't know how to act. And then he tries to talk about, you know, Ted did something funny on the news. Ella doesn't just talk about work. Yeah, no yeah. work talk here. Yeah. That was interesting. I For some reason, little things like that fascinate me. That was a great, that was a great part of it. because yeah. Because when you're entering a different relationship with somebody that you never thought you would of course it's going to be awkward and you won't know what to talk about uh and i know and i'm sure that many women have gotten when many women and men have gotten to in um that situation before i know i have well i'll tell you this mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever dated anybody who i was friends with beforehand or in a different um type of a relationship yeah, like there was one girl I briefly dated who was kind of around the community mm-hmm. and we talked once in a while, but we weren't really friends. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think I've even casually hooked up with somebody who I was like close with beforehand. Yeah, I guess I kind of relate to this just because I've, I've told you about the situation before where the guy who I dated for only two months used to be um, a a counselor of mine yeah, and it was just the weirdest thing transitioning from counselor to friend to possible love interest to boyfriend. Yeah. Some people would do very weird. Some people would do anything for some extra blindness equipment. <sighs> no, I, that wasn't me, Bubs. 
This was after he left the agency. No, I know, I know. No, he was, but then I think about that. I'm like, well, he was a very opportunistic person. So if he knew that a girl was single, he would, uh, you know, he would do whatever he could to pursue the person. Wow. Until somebody else came along or until he was tired of, of, of the person or whatever. And that's basically what, what happened. So Mm -hmm. it was the weirdest thing ever to transition from a professional relationship to a personal relationship. I imagine it would be difficult. It was. I mean, I remember the first time he came over, we had a dinner at a restaurant that wasn't too far from me. And he was sitting on one couch and I was sitting on um, a smaller uh, love seat. Yeah. And I was really nervous. I was kind of fumbling with this bag of whatever was in it and i'm sure he was probably wondering oh why are you not sitting next to me and i'm thinking uh the reason why i'm not sitting next to him is because i have a feeling he has he has a thing for me so i it was very weird wow it was a very very weird situation yeah so that's probably why you related to the episode more absolutely i did yeah it was good though i i did like it yeah now let's get to the one entitled the last show and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna like go over each of the characters and maybe talk about that some episodes that we wanted to go more in detail with. Uh, okay. Okay. So do you want to give the recap of this one or would you like me to? Um, <clears throat> basically the premise is, <clears throat> is that the, um, was it the station manager? Yeah. The, there's a new station manager. There's a new station manager. I thought Mel Price was great though, but <clears throat> the new station manager that's basically, um, Saying that Ted Baxter, I'm going to keep you here and the rest of you, you're fired. Right. And <laughs> what Mary said that was really hilarious was, <clears throat> I have a feeling that maybe he's not firing me because he said that you guys, you guys are fired. <laughs> and then he goes, and then <clears throat> she calls the station manager. <clears throat> Excuse me. She calls the station manager and says, I just want to check to see if. You're firing me too because I'm here with the guys. <laughs> and he's like, she's like, especially me. <laughs> oh, and then there was a scene, Bubs, that yes. I think we both liked. Yes. Lou comes over <clears throat> to the apartment and says, I had some petty cash and I wanted to get you something special. Close your eyes. And count to 10. Count to 10. And then he brings <laughs> in what he got her, which is Rhoda. Rhoda? And uh, Lars's wife, Phyllis. Uh, Phyllis. <laughs> but Lars is dead. Lars is dead, yep. And you didn't recognize Phyllis because her haircut was, was different. different. Yeah. 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 That's so funny. That was a great scene. They had to bring, I don't think that they necessarily had to bring Phyllis back because even when she was on the show, she was there, but she wasn't there in every episode. And she And she wasn't Mary's best friend. It was Rhoda, really. Yeah. I mean, they were close, but she wasn't there all the time. No. They had to bring Rhoda back, especially since she was in the clip show like a week or two earlier and they brought her in on an episode uh, where Mary's just dating this guy. For a right. couple weeks. So if they didn't bring Rhoda back for this, it would have been weird. I did like that part when Sue Ann's like, hello, job seekers. I got a job. Yes. It's about this gentleman, this older gentleman that wants to send me on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and then Murray's like, oh, so you're cruising at sea. 
<laughs> Ted does the last broadcast. They all meet up and cry, and that's like an iconic scene because they all go over to Mary's desk and get the tissue uh-huh. and walk out, and she closes the door. And, and they're singing together while as they're walking out. Yeah, and before then, Lou Grant is like, I... Treasure you people. I, I thought he said, I cherish you people. I treasure you people. I treasure you people. And and um and later on we um we heard a little snippet of Betty White talking about it and he said it, it she said, said she said it didn't even matter how many times Lou said I treasure you people, everybody started crying during that scene. Mm-hmm. And everybody was a mess uh the entire uh, week of that um for the last show. I could totally get that. Yeah. And go ahead. She also said that it was Mary's decision to end it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. And she didn't want to, but she had to. Well, Betty White didn't want to end it. Yeah. He Betty White didn't want it to end yet, but but Mary decided it was time. Yeah. So there's a couple things to explore with that statement, right? <clears throat> yeah. And obviously as a fan, part of me thinks, well, they could have done like two or three more yeah. seasons. Yeah, they could have. But then you think about all the shows that went on way too long. Uh-huh. And I kind of think it's good they ended after at this point because it's a lot of episodes. It's good. Not every episode is great, but there's a lot of great ones in here. Yeah. And I don't know if it would have been at the same high quality if it would have went on a couple more seasons. Maybe it would have, but maybe it would have gone downhill. Yeah, it's true. Um, I okay, okay, so I made a statement yesterday that I thought that the crying thing was predictable. Yes. But I understand it now because of how Betty White explained it. Like, everybody was a mess even before they recorded well, it. Well, but it's also predictable because we've seen it on clip shows. That's one of the clips they play when they talk about this series, is the all of them crying together uh-huh. in the huddle. And then um, she was saying that um, they read the script, but they didn't want to do the... Um, they didn't know how they were going to end the last show. Yeah. They read the script on a Monday and they didn't have the last scene written until Wednesday. Until Wednesday, yep. Because mm-hmm. they were they were just trying to um, um, stall um, because they were so sad that it was going to be over. And I can kind of understand that. In my opinion, mm-hmm. the best series finale is Star Trek The Next Generation. Because it did such a great job of wrapping up the series and being a full circle thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? All Good Things. Yeah. Amazing episode. And I would even say it's it's probably the best episode of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's it's, it's kind of weird to say this. My favorite episode of that series is, uh, what is it? Uh, Chain of Command, mm-hmm. parts one and two. But as far as the best episode, the one that most fans would agree on, mm-hmm. it's it's the last episode, All Good Things, which is also the best series finale, followed by uh, the Cheer series finale. So I don't think this is the best series finale. I think it's really good, though. Ah. Where would you, how do you think they did on ending the show? I think they ended it as best as they could. Yeah. I don't know that, you know, every series finale has to be the best, but... I like I like it when they try to end it, you know, either um, on a good note or, you know, because when this when it ended like that, you didn't really know what happened to the characters, right? And I kind of like that, like it's 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 uh it's bittersweet, right? Yeah. You don't you don't know what what happens to the characters, but at the same time, it's 
Probably because you shouldn't know. It's very hard to wrap up a show, too. Yeah, it is. And and um it, it it really is. It really is, because how do you wrap up a show that's been around for a long time and then um and then the people that are working on the show are not working with each other anymore. Yeah. And it's also one of those things, too. We watched it over a four-month period. Yep. And if we would have watched it when it was on the air, we would have had the seven-year journey with these characters. Absolutely. So that's probably, you know, when they were making the show, they weren't considering that people were going to binge watch it like we did. Yeah. They were thinking, oh, these fans have been with us for the last seven years. This is um, going to be an emotional journey for everybody. Now, the one series finale that I did watch and I wasn't expected, uh, it was unexpected for me to see this, was the series finale of Little House on the Prairie um, when they blew up the town. The town people blew up. Uh, that Walnut sounds kind of funny. Yeah, it is. Because they wanted to keep they wanted to keep the land and they, <laughs> they blew up the town. So, <laughs> so uh, I know I've seen parts of Little House on the Prairie when yes. I was a very small kid. Yep. Like I think, think the last time I saw a part of it, I was like six. Yeah. I don't really know the characters. I know one of them's like Laura Ingalls, and I know that um, the Highway to Heaven dude was on it, Michael Landon. Michael Landon, yeah. But did the show have a lot of humor, or was it just serious? No, there was some humor in it. I mean, the the um, interaction between Laura Ingalls and Nellie Olson was hilarious, okay. especially when they were fighting over Almanzo. Yeah. Um, which ended up being he ended up being Laura's husband. Oh. Um. Yes, there is drama, but there's also some humor too. Okay. With um the Olsen family and uh, it, it yeah there were there were some there were some things that were funny. Um, I didn't watch the entire series, but I think it's it was on for like ten years. Something like that. Yeah, and there were people, there were characters that died off. Um, uh, Carolyn and Charles Ingalls adopted a couple of children mm. because they lost their parents. Um. Mary Ingalls, I guess I can tell you. Mary, yeah, I'm not going to watch the show. Mary Ingalls um, becomes blind later on in the show. Um, and you know what's interesting, though? Mel um, Melissa Sue Anderson, who played Mary, yeah. <clears throat> she um, she, uh, she didn't really like Melissa. Melissa Gilbert said she didn't really get along with her, mm -hmm. which is really interesting because they played, uh, they were sisters. Um, and the interesting thing about the lady who played Nellie Olson was the reason why she was mean like that on the show was because she was using it as therapy uh, to help her get through the abuse she was getting at home. She, okay. she was sexually abused at home. So it was easy for her to be mean and uh, ornery and all that. Um, and, and it was based on a true story about Laura Ingalls Wilder. Nice. Little, so I guess she wrote a book called Little House in the Big Woods and then Little House on a Prairie. Um, but I enjoyed the series when I was able to watch it. Where would you rank the series finale of the Mary Tyler Moore show with other uh, series finales? I can't really say. It's hard to say, honestly. Okay. Because there are some series finales, as you know, that were really bad. Yes. Um, Seinfeld. Seinfeld, as you said. And I'm not planning to watch it because you. I've heard. No, no, skip that. I've heard from more than one person that it was bad. Yes. So. And I, you know, I love Seinfeld, but the series finale. Oh my god, they screwed. They screwed that up. Yeah. Yes. And anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Um. And then, 
Uh, and then the Little House on the Prairie one was interesting. The Friends one was interesting. Um, and then, um, hmm. Yeah, I can't, it's hard to rate, it's hard to rate and rank series finales because each one is going to be different. Yeah. And I can't, I, I, I can't say it really. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. It, but it sounds like you, for the most part, like the way they wrapped up the show. Yeah, I did. I did. And a question for you. We're going to start getting into Rhoda. In fact, we've watched a couple episodes so far. Yeah. So we know that Rhoda gets married, but based on the series finale of the Mary Tyler Moore show, uh-huh. we also know that she doesn't stay with Joe. No. How do you feel knowing this? I wish that she didn't mention it. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, well, okay, they get married, but then... I, I, I'm usually thinking, are they going to last for a long time? But then she mentions that they split up, so I wish she wouldn't have done that. Yeah. But it was a part of the show. By the way, I already knew that because <laughs> I read the Wikipedia page on Rhoda, and they mentioned that. <laughs> oh. But I wasn't going to tell you that. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I wish she wouldn't have mentioned it. I like things being a secret like that. I do, too. Yeah, but that's okay. So let's talk about some of the characters. Well, let me ask you this: Do we want to talk about some specific episodes first, or yeah. characters? Yeah. Why don't we? Lo- uh, yeah. Why don't we look at them because we we didn't get to talk about them yesterday. The the episodes. Yes. That you like? Okay, give me some that you really like from the show. Um. Let's see. Uh, I kind of like the Gordy one. It wasn't the funniest. One, oh, you mean the I, one that we watched on Friday? Yes, that was really good. I, I actually I did like that. I, I I liked it. I mean, I wasn't sure how I was going to turn out because I'm like, oh, this is another like, oh, welcome back, Gordy. Um, and and he's like, oh, I want to go come back to the station. But I just a visit sure. because he's becoming yeah. a big star. He is, but but what I thought was really funny about the episode is when, um, Lou has a party. Oh, no. Was it Lou or Mary? It was, but he kind of forces Mary into cleaning his place and getting supplies, and he takes the credit for it. Yes. But it was technically at his place. Okay. So the the one, the part of the episode I really like was when uh, Ted was trying to um, tell Gordy off and say, you know, oh, you think you're such a big star. And and Gordy's like, yeah, well, you know how much I get paid? (laughs) Da-da-da-da-da. And then Ted's like, oh. And he just melts at the thought that Gordy's a bigger star than he is. I'll tell you the thing that I really liked about that episode, and it's going to sound like a small thing. It's when they're all eating in the cafeteria, and Gordy's talking to Mary and Lou, and the reason I like that is because you get to see somebody who's just adjusting to fame. Because he's talking about how he met all these famous people, mm-hmm. but he's still the same person, but now people are making a fuss over him. Yeah. And so it's like you're seeing somebody, like, right before they really, really hit big oh, and yeah. seeing their thoughts on that. Yeah, and then the one lady was saying, so-and-so is downstairs. Are are you, uh, do you want some time to spend with your friend? And he's like, are you kidding? Oh. <laughs> I actually did like that episode. It was, yeah. it was, it's actually not, not too bad. I liked it. Um... I did like it. Uh, what other ones are you thinking? The ones that stood out to me? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a couple that I think we both agree on. The first one being the second episode of the series where we're introduced to Howard and his obsession with Mary. And Rhoda <laughs> has a great line in that episode where she meets Howard and she's like, hi, Howard, I'm another person in the room. <laughs> Yeah, that was when they had the party, and um, it was one of Mary's worst parties because all they had was bacon curls. 
Yeah, and it's <laughs> just her, Howard, and this lady named Nancy who's married to some guy who wrote a hit with her car. And Rhoda wanted to get with that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot what his name was. That one stands out to me. Uh, I love the episode. I think it's called Farmer Ted, yeah. where Ted starts doing all these ads. <laughs> Or or the one where um uh Ted was trying to win this award, so the he teddies. starts the Teddies and he's and he's praying on the air. <laughs> Let us pray. I love the scene in that episode where they're at the party and Georgette is talking to somebody and she just says, It's not easy being with a man who has a vision. <laughs> um there's a bunch of other ones too, like when they uh, find out that their son is a genius, yes, yes, that that was that that one was a little bit controversial. Yeah, because they're spanking on it. Yeah, but it was good though. Um, oh, uh, I'm trying to think here. Can I oh, throw? Oh, go ahead. What about the one where Ted gets credit for writing the article and Murray actually helps him write it? That's an okay one. Or that, writes it. Yeah, it's, that's it's not okay. one of the better ones. I'll tell you yeah. one that stands out to me yeah. where Mary and Sue Ann both become big sisters. <laughs> yes. That was so funny. <laughs> yes. And I like that when um, the girl that Mary is um, a, a big sister to, and she's like, you know, I wanted to take that, but I felt so bad that I'm going to, I took it, but I'm, I'm going to go back to the store and return it. Yes. And I thought that was great because it showed that the girl was starting to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's an early episode. It's like, I think the fourth or fifth one where Lou's nephew starts working at the station. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to get the, um, he didn't want to get the fire. Right. He wanted to catch the bugs reacting to the fire. <laughs> and he's trying to mack on Mary. And, 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 and Mary just wasn't having it. He thought, she thought he was a pervert. Mm -hmm. There's <laughs> one where Phyllis thinks that Rhoda is dating her brother. But yes. it turns out the brother's gay. Yes. That's a great one. Yes. I remember that one. <laughs> Or and then the one where Phyllis was seeing this guy on the side and they only go to um the ballet and, yeah. and go to the theater. Yeah. And then he ends up um going on a date with Mary mm -hmm. and Phyllis isn't happy about it. Oh, you know what's one that's <laughs> really good? Mm -hmm. There's a union strike. So Ted can't be on the air and yeah. Murray's not there. Uh -huh. And so Lou has to read the news. And the yeah. first day he's having trouble, so he gets hammered the next day yep. and Mary has to basically drag him to the control room she's so not <laughs> sure what he's going to do yeah. and he goes on the air and he's like word perfect yes and I it's a really funny episode I but thought it was funny one of the reasons I relate to that one I think a little bit on a deeper level is because I've known so many artists who when they're not around an audience are just completely, you have no idea how they put things together yeah. Yeah. and you think that they're going to bomb and then they go on stage and they just kill it and they're great. And they're great. And they're like, how does he do that? When they're on stage. Yeah. Huh. That, After they just got hammered the night before. Or, or right then. Yeah. Or right then, yeah. That's a great episode. The one we watched last weekend where Sue Ann loses uh, her gig as a happy homemaker. That is so hilarious. Stay tuned tonight when so-and-so gets their mom a lube job. 
Or we talk about money with the car. Or remember when um, Mary and Sue Ann are on vacation and they have adjoining rooms. Oh yeah, that one's good too. <laughs> and Sue Ann is is really wanting to get with um, a bunch of guys, and they want to get with Mary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you find out how insecure she really is. Yeah, that one's good. There was another one where, um, oh God, it, Mary's dating some guy. And they're standing outside and Rhoda comes upstairs with her dates. Yeah. What happened in that episode? Something really cool happened in that episode. Um, are you talking? Um, let me think. Yeah. Yeah. She comes upstairs with her date. And, and they're going to go upstairs and make food. Because the guy had like never had Chinese food. Yeah, or something. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. That was a funny episode too. Yeah. Something else happened in that one, but I, I'm not remembering it right now. Um, there's obviously the one with Sue Ann's sister, which is great. And let's see, there is a one where Mary's date keeps canceling. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> and the one where they're all snowed in, and they have to get the election results. That's right, and Chuckles ends up <laughs> reading it. Yes. <laughs> that's an early episode too. I all those early episodes are so good. Yeah. Um, what's that one? Not another Christmas story. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yes. <laughs> or when Mary is um left alone to um, well she's not alone but she's um in the um the newsroom all Christmas. Yeah. I think it was like Christmas Eve, and she calls Rhoda. She's like, I hear somebody at the door. I I I think there's like a burglar or something. But then it ends up being her office mate. Yeah. <laughs> The one where, uh, oh, you know what's a good one is when Mary gets Phyllis the job at WJM and she gets Ted to ask for more money and threaten to quit the show. <laughs> oh, I just thought of somebody. What's up? What about that one lady, Sherry, who was in prison with Mary for, or in jail with Mary for uh, uh, like a few hours? Oh, we're going to get to her in a little while. Okay. Um, And let me think here. Oh, yeah. Bess went to Mary's place, and Bess, yeah, and Bess, Bess is was, my daughter now. Yeah, Bess. That's was, the first episode you showed me. <laughs> yeah, was I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta check this show out. That was so funny, and then Phil's like, "Well, she said she wanted to stay with you, so I guess she's staying with you forever." <laughs> and Phyllis is like, "Let me look in this book." Yes, and she's like looking at all these self help books. She's a she was a weird person. Yeah. Yeah, or the one where Beth's boyfriend is into Mary. Yeah, and she's like, you're bananas, you know that? She doesn't like you. She thinks you're a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. That was so funny. What about the one Mm -hmm. where Rhoda redecorates Lou's living room? Oh, that was great. That's a really good one. Or 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 when Rhoda and Mary, uh, Rhoda convinces Mary to go to go to this um uh the divorce uh divorce people's group. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. And she said that um if you go to this divorce uh people's group, you might win like a free trip to Europe. Yeah, yeah, that's a really <laughs> good one. And and the dentist, the dentist was trying to get after Mary and he, yeah. and then he she goes to see him. And um, she tells him, you know, I'm not really divorced. I've never been married. And now she's really angry. <laughs> He's really angry at her. So I, another one that's good, I think it's the one 
where Rhoda, uh, not Rhoda, where Mary ends up dating the guy that Rhoda was attracted to uh, in the second episode with Howard. And they go and they're having a ceremony for the divorce. Yeah. And then, um, the, you know, they're bad-mouthing Mary. And then Rhoda says something like, let's go, Alice. <laughs> yeah, that was in the divorce thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on, let's go, Alice. What about the journalism class? <gasps> oh, yeah. And then Mary ends up dating her teacher. Yes. <laughs> Oh no, I'm getting that conflated. What? So he does the journal she does the journalism class and then that guy gets a divorce from his wife, I think. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But or, there was, sorry, go ahead. And then there was this one was wasn't like a um this one guy Oh, no, no, no. She, no, what happens is he was engaged to this girl. Um he invites um he invites Mary to the party. Yeah. Because that's his student, the right? The teacher did, yeah. And, and he's engaged to this girl, and they're and and obviously they're arguing with each other, and they end up um, breaking up. That was the second episode with that dude. Yes, yes, that's a good one. Um, oh, I remember one. Tell me the one where um, Ted takes Mary's uh, writing class, and he writes about uh, he writes a story about. Um, oh yeah. What Mary? What Mary uh, told him? That was good. And she got very <laughs> upset with him. <laughs> There was that really funny one where they're playing charades and Ted uses the word extra because he thinks it starts with an X. Yeah, yeah. So other stuff happened <laughs> in that episode, though. I don't remember the plot of that one. Oh, I, I don't remember. It was, it, I would have to watch it again. I, I'm thinking uh, maybe somewhere along the line I should revisit the show again. Mm. It's a great show. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Um, everybody always talks about the Chuckles the Clown episode where he dies. That's funny, but that's it's, not my favorite episode of the series. No, it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. I mean, I think the funny part was when she was laughing during the funeral, but I don't know. It's not as good as everybody says it is. There's also the one, I think it's the first one with Betty White, where she's having an affair with Lars. Yeah, and then Phyllis is like, hey, isn't he considerate? He said that they were stuck at this gas station and... <laughs> and then somebody ran into the car and then the next day she's like you know it's interesting Lars must have gotten the car fixed really well because I was looking at, at it this morning and I can't see any dents <laughs> or what about the oh what about the episode where Georgette finds Ted making out with this other lady in his dressing room oh the vacuum salesman that's yeah. a good one <laughs> <laughs> and then she realizes that Ted is taking advantage of her I think that might have been the the other, the next episode. What's that episode where Rhoda is staying with Mary and they're trying to go to bed, but Rhoda's watching like a small TV and laughing? Yes. Like I, I think maybe she lost her job or something. Yeah, she did. She got um, uh, she um, she that was before she started working at Hempel's. Yeah. And she was um working somewhere else, and she lost her job, and she was a window dresser still. Yeah. I think no, was it? It was either a window dresser or something in re retail. I think she was a window dresser. Okay. Well, she lost a job before she went to Hempel's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, the one where Lou dates the old lady is great. The All the stuff with the teddies. The All the Teddy Awards episodes were really funny. There was one where, like, Rhoda was really mad at Mary. I forget why. And she, like, says... You won, and Mary goes up to try to take it. I think it's one of the first episodes with the Teddy. It was a beauty. No, it was a beauty queen award. Oh, then maybe that's what it, it was. It was a beauty pageant. Okay. Yeah, and then, and then there was the one episode where 
uh, Rhoda is talking to Mary because she's vi she visits her a lot, and she's like, "Hey, hey, Lou, did you know that uh, uh, Mary didn't? Uh, there was something on her resume. It said that she um she didn't graduate from she, college. She didn't graduate. She graduated from college. Rhoda goes into the office. Yeah, and says that Mary gets pissed off at her, and they don't talk for most of the episode after that. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I guess it's true. She didn't graduate from college. <laughs> and then the and then when she goes to her high school reunion. Yes. And Rhoda goes and pretends that she's from a younger class. Yeah. That's a good one. And then um and then um she got the award for driving the longest to get to uh -huh. the <laughs> Now let's talk about individual characters because we, we had a lot of shows that we watched that were really funny, but Let's get to the individual characters All right, before we move on. Break these down. Let's start with the star herself, Mary Tyler Moore, who played Mary Richards. Yeah. Give me your thoughts. Um, I like her a lot. Um, she's the kind of person, she kind of reminds me of me in some ways. She's um she wants to do the right thing all the time. She's very considerate. She doesn't want to step on anybody's toes. In some ways, she kind of reminds me of myself. How do you think she grows from the first episode to the finale? Because she's more assertive. Mm. Before she would stammer and she would get upset if she felt like she was being attacked. Or um, I feel like she grew in that area where she had to be assertive for herself. She had to advocate for herself. That makes sense. Yeah. So in some ways, she kind of reminds me of myself in, in a little bit. I hear you with that one. Yeah. Uh, oh, we uh, real quick. We're just going to give this an honorable mention. The stuff with her parents was great. Oh, yeah. 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 I thought that, I thought that was very well done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's move on to Murray Slaughter. Yes. Tell me. Um. So I think Murray Slaughter is great because he's a family man, but... You know, we find out later on that he had feelings for Mary, which I kind of wish they didn't, you know, I kind of wish that they um, never brought it up, never brought it up or, or brought it up again. Mm -hmm. um, and he's doing the best he can and he's writing for Ted. But the reason why there's this thing with Ted and him is that Ted never takes his writing seriously mm -hmm. because he's writing for him and <clears throat> Mary's doing the best he can with that. And. I, I I like Mary a lot. Uh, Murray, Murray a lot. <clears throat> I think Murray is a lovable uh, character. Yeah, they kind of misuse him though because they not only had the thing with him and Mary, but they also had it where he adopts the kid and they don't go back to it. <laughs> yeah, and he had a kid near the beginning of the show, but they kind of messed that up a little bit too. So I felt like they could have used his character better. Yeah, <coughs> it was the the Murray storyline was a little bit confusing when it came to his family. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but I like Murray. All right, Ted Baxter. Oh, so much to say about Ted Baxter. He's a lovable guy, but at the same time, you kind of want to hate him. Yeah. You know, he's like your typical manly guy, but he's also um, inconsiderate of people. And he wants to take Mary's food that she made for herself. <laughs> you know, she he takes... Um, he takes advantage of Lou, he mm -hmm. takes advantage of Murray, um, he takes advantage of Georgette. And Georgette, you know, Georgette isn't the, the brightest 
tool in the shed, right? The mm. sharpest tool in the shed, but she does have feelings. And I think you notice too that she also grows. I think that she's smarter than Ted. Yes. Well, I used to think she was dumber than Ted in some ways. Yeah, and then, but the more you see her in the show, she starts to assert herself in her unique way. Maybe, maybe when it comes to common sense, she's smart. But when it comes to other things, like, not maybe not facts, but um, concepts, yeah. she's not very bright. I don't know. She doesn't get things right away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the quiet one, Georgette. <laughs> Um, I like Georgette. Like, she reminds me of, like, a demure grandma. I mean, yeah. even though she... Was she in her 20s when she did In her 20s, this. right? But whenever I've, I've heard interviews with her or heard her voice, she just reminds me of the nice grandma down the street. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you said she looks the way that she sounds, right? She does, in my mind. Yeah. And she also kind of plays a similar character on Coach, too. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, like, is it her face or is it what she wears? It's just the way she presents herself. She's kind of demure. Kind of demure, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to Sue Ann Nivens. <laughs> oh, man. Sue Ann is funny, but she, you know, that's, uh, Betty White is also a comedian, too, so. Yeah, she's great on this I one. wouldn't expect less from her. Um, she's funny, insecure, manipulative. She knows she's a woman, but she also, <laughs> she also uh, doesn't realize that she can't get every single guy. Yes. Yes. As much, and, and I know that she couldn't get Murray because Murray makes fun of her weight. And, you know. <laughs> I, you know, a, one of the great Sue Ann scenes, and there's many, was in the episode where they both become big sisters. Yes. And they know that Mary's little sister stole from the office. Yeah. And they're trying to get her to confess. So Sue Ann tells this whole thing about how she was a genius when it came to cooking. She was mastering sauces at six and yep. whatnot. Yep. I, I cannot do it justice, but that was a great scene. And then when she's like, why don't we play a game called Confessions? Right. <laughs> I think that was... In yeah. that confession. In that confession. She start, game. starts talking about how she was a genius at cooking. It was just really funny. <laughs> All right. One of my favorite characters, Lou Grant. Lou's great. Yeah. He's, in some ways, he's set in his ways, but I've seen him at his best when he's given speeches about integrity. Like, integrity in the newsroom yes. and giving people the news that they should know, not fudging it up. Yeah. Not, um, you know, people need to know about, like, for example, that um, the guy that was, uh, that Mary knew in college, how he was a politician. Mm -hmm. And he, he wanted the people, Lou wanted the people to know about his past. So they knew that um, the kind of guy that he, they were going to be voting for. And I, um, I find that very admirable. It's kind of funny. You said that you're most like Mary. I think I'm most like Lou. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Um, except in my fantasies, I always have sex. But anyways, let's get to uh, Little Bess. <laughs> Poor Little Bess. I feel very, very bad for her. Um, I still don't understand why she called her parents by their first names. Right. But she seems to have handled her own. Like, um, Even though her mom, Phyllis, is very condescending and, you know... But it seems like she's, for the most part, well-adjusted. I mean, especially when she told her boyfriend that, yeah, Mary doesn't like you. He, he th She thinks you're a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but then you never see her after a while. 
Well, because her and Phyllis go off. She's in the yeah, spinoff. She, yeah, she, series, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know that we need to watch Phyllis. I don't know. I I don't feel the need to watch Phyllis. Part of me does want to watch Lou Grant, though. Mm. Um, but we'll see if that happens or not. Yeah. Maybe he'll report on Rhoda's divorce. So let's talk about Rhoda. I like Rhoda. I think that she could be the kind of person you could go shopping with, but she could also be the kind of person you can go to a game with and yeah. chili dogs with. Absolutely. And she's kind of like a go with the flu kind of a girl. And she'll probably say stuff that people are thinking <laughs> that they want to <laughs> say, but they can't say it. And it's like, you you know, every every girl would want a best friend like her, her and every guy would like to take her to a football game. So a question is, yeah. you know my theory is that as great as Rhoda was on the show, um, they had to kick her off of it because yeah. it was a Mary Tyler Moore show, not the Mary and her friend Rhoda show. Yeah. And, and do, do you agree with that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. As much as it was hard to see her go, I thought it was great that Rhoda was going to be flourishing somewhere else. Yeah. A question I have for you. Yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, comparing apples to oranges. Yeah. What character do you like better? And the reason I'm going to make you compare these characters is because one kind of took over a little bit mm -hmm. more after Rhoda left. But who do you think was better on the show? Rhoda or Sue Ann Nivens? Oh, it's so hard to say. Because I loved the relationship between Mary and Rhoda. Yes. But she also made, you know, Mary also made friends with Georgia. Georgette, I'm yeah. sorry. And Georgette was a different kind of a friend. And Sue, Sue Ann was Mary's rival. So that's really hard to say because they bring different things to the table. I'll tell you my gut instinct was to say Sue Ann because she's not there as long. But there's yeah. so many memorable things. However... I, the more I think about it, the more I would have to say Rhoda, because when Rhoda left, they really needed to bring in two characters to replace her. I know that Georgette was on the show before, yeah. but she became a lot more prominent after Rhoda was gone. And they also had to bring Sue Ann in. So I think having given myself a little bit more time, it would have to be Rhoda as the better character. Okay. I, I It's hard to say for me. Yeah. Because like I said, they bring different things to the table you know, Rhoda isn't manipulative. Maybe she's a little bit of but not like manipulative, but it's funny. Mm -hmm. Sue Ann is very manipulative, and um, especially when she um she ruined a dessert for that one girl that was taking over the um the newsroom. That was oh, that's another good episode. Yes, yes. She she didn't um refrigerate the um <laughs> the eggs or something. She didn't refrigerate refrigerate the thing for the dessert. I think it was like. Eclair. Maybe yeah, maybe it was a custard or something. I don't remember um, exactly. I forgot what it was, but she <laughs> but she um she didn't take credit for it. It was that one girl uh uh what's her name Debbie or De something like that. I and, forgot what her name yeah. was, but she said she claims that um that her sister uh, knew Mary or yes. something. And Mary <laughs> never remembers. She's it. like, who is that? <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> And it was implied that she was having an affair with the producer of the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we have all these characters. Oh, her name was Gloria. Gloria, that's what it was. Yeah. And obviously Mary Tyler Moore is dead, so there's not going to be a reboot of this. No. But I'm, I'm wondering, 
Well, let me put it to you like this. We know that I've said many times that if this show would have came out in the 80s or 90s, it would have been just an average show uh-huh. because they wouldn't have taken the chances that they took on it. But I, I'm wondering from your perspective, do you think that they can make a sitcom like this today? No. Mm, why not? Because of our PC culture. Yeah. Because PC culture is taken off like wildfire. And there are a bunch of people here in our country that are tired of it. So I I just think that we are in the time of our lives where people just don't want to offend other people mm-hmm. and because they don't want to offend other people they want to play things safe yeah because this show, show takes some chances it it does i mean mary dating her boss yeah but even beyond that there's a lot of other things too like yeah. lars dies yes rhoda has a divorce yeah Ro- <laughs> like yeah. a real divorce not just like some guys she was married to for one episode yeah she has a real divorce yeah and um um what do you call, um, Sue Ann has an affair with Phyllis's husband. Yep. You know, we, they don't really, I mean, they address it, but it doesn't really, uh, come to, fru- uh, you know, come to fruition. Lou's wife leaves him. Yeah. And, um, you know, Ted Baxter, I can't talk, Ted Baxter. Baxter. Ted Baxter. Cheats on Georgette. Che- cheating on Georgette yeah. regularly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. They they address some really adult issues, and they do it well for the most part. Yeah, and then and then Lou living on his own. Yeah, without Edie. Yeah, I, that's such a powerful episode when they break up. Yeah, because I'll never forget it when when Lou is uh, is is um talking to Edie. He's like Edie, I'm warning you that if you ever come back, I'll take you back. And he's he's crying. Yeah. So I remember at the start of the series, they have that episode with the ex-football player yeah. who is supposedly Lou's friend, but it's more about Mary and Rhoda. And that's not a good episode. And I didn't I, like that. Right. But I thought, okay, this is going to be a show where the comedy's pretty good, but they can't handle serious stuff well. But they got it together after that. Yeah, and, they did. And when they started tackling serious subjects... They, I think they learned from doing that episode that they have to step it up a little bit. And they did. They started handling drama in a very well way. Or what if, way. yeah, like what about the um the one episode where Ted found out that his mother was getting married and they were shacking up and they they um uh Ted wasn't happy about it either. Yeah, that was a good one. I don't know how dramatic that was. I don't remember yeah. that one being very dramatic. It wasn't that dramatic, but it was interesting. The heart attack episode, I love the way that one ends. The what? The one where uh, Ted has a heart attack. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you you wouldn't see... You wouldn't see it like that. No. Like, in Roseanne, where there is a a scene where uh, Dan has a heart heart attack, attack. he ends up dying. But then he... Does he? Because in the, in the 10th season, he's back there. I know. So. I, I That's the one thing about this that season I never understood. Yeah. But, um, and then Roseanne wrote a book about it and he didn't, um, he didn't really have an affair. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But this show is really well done. And I'm wondering, I heard somewhere that this show was a big influence on Murphy Brown. Huh. Which I could, the series, which I could totally see because that show 
is also based in a newsroom. Oh, that's right. Um, that makes sense to me. But I'm wondering, how much of an influence do you think this series was on shows like Roseanne? Um, that is a really good question. Because Roseanne dealt with a lot of adult issues, too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, um, her after her mother died, she comes out as a lesbian. Uh, Beverly does. After Beverly's mother dies. No, after Beverly's husband dies, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which I thought, wow, that's weird. And then Child then, abuse, because Roseanne was abused as a kid. And then there was another episode where um, one of her, I think it was one of her daughter's friends, um, her her friends, their friend's mom would, didn't want her to come back home. Oh, wow. And, um, and uh, I think David was abused too. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he said, and she wanted to take him and um, have him live with them instead. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then Becky and Mark running away. Yep. Getting married. So, do you think the Mary Tyler Moore show was a big influence on Roseanne? Um, it's it's possible, yeah. Except the the family dynamics the the family dynamics were different. Yeah, obviously, because Roseanne, I felt had more drama in it, but it yeah. also felt. In some ways, a little bit less realistic in the sense that if they just didn't like anything, the next episode, Dan could be alive again, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I think there was a mixture, but I think you're right. I think there was more drama, like, especially yeah. with, um, especially when DJ was Romeo and uh, Gina, uh, the black girl um, yeah, yeah. he was playing opposite was with was Julia. And they did that, that racist episode. Yeah. And um, Michael Fishman came out and said, "I really hated that episode. I really didn't." Like I can it. imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I'm glad he said that. Yeah. Because sometimes you, and, and, but I guess when you're an actor, sometimes you have to do things very that that make you really uncomfortable. Absolutely. Which um, I guess that made him uncomfortable. Too. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so getting back to the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. Going into the summer, I mean. My perception of it is we started watching it because of what you saw in that documentary, Being Mary Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm. And I know you had heard of the show before then. Yeah, but I, but again, we've the both of us have never seen it as yeah. children. But my perception was, had you not seen that documentary, you would not have started watching it. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. And I'm really glad you got me into the show. So good. So where would you rank it? on the best sitcoms i know it's probably not your favorite but is it up there um yeah i would say that it's up there now yeah i mean i would have never have watched it had i not seen a documentary i would have been like okay i'm okay not ever seeing that show for the rest of my life yeah i remember people mentioning (laughs) it like i went over to my grandmother's house once Mm -hmm. and she said mary tyler moore died i guess earlier today this wasn't long before she passed away. And I said, yeah. oh, that's cool. I mean, I know her from that movie Flirting with Disaster, but I don't know her other stuff. I mean, I knew who she was, but I hadn't really seen right. this or the Dick Van Dyke show. Right. And then I was talking to my my teacher that I'm <clears throat> that I get along with pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it to her. I'm like, I keep on forgetting to ask you, do you have you ever seen the Mary Tyler Moore show? Because yeah. I think you would like it. And she said, oh, yeah, I used to watch it in high school. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, that's good. Nice. Um, but she said that when she got older, she was watching um, art films. That's good. I love art films. Yeah, like, 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 like um, you know, like, um, what's that one that we watched? 
uh, Dangerous Liaisons and, and some of those like art house films. I didn't dig Dangerous Liaisons, <laughs> but there's a lot of other good ones. Like one that we watched that just popped in my head was Secrets and Lies. Yeah, Secrets and Lies. That's a great one. And then the um, the one that reminded me of Dangerous Liaisons, I forgot what it was called. I know. Uh, God. Because it was basically the same movie. Almost, yeah. Yeah. I forget too. It's going to drive me nuts. It's, yeah. it's in our one of our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Go into the archives. This is why we have an archive. It was the one with the young Helena Bottom Carter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So <clears throat> this show is great. Um, I think that a lot of women can, um, even if it does take place in a newsroom. Yeah. And in the 70s. And in the 70s. I think a lot of women can relate to a lot of the characters. And in a way, this show feels very modern. Parts of it are absolutely dated. Like yeah. when they talk about money or sometimes when they talk about journalism, only because I think loose points are great and they make a lot of sense. But in the common error, I could see why it would go over people's head that people need to, who work in journalism sort of respect the field because it doesn't seem like we have that society now. Right, and, and a lot of people are are um are seeking alternatives to yeah. what they've seen before because they're they're out there now. So. Absolutely, but the show feels very modern in a lot of different ways. Yeah, the the typewriter for sure is not modern. But... No, <laughs> but the concepts behind the episodes for the most part are. Yep. Yeah. Um, Sue Ann is great. I wish we would have gotten a Happy Homemaker spinoff series. That would have been great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they could just call it the the Happy uh, Sue Ann's Happy Homemaker Show or right, whatever. Right. But um, yeah, Betty Betty White, very very good. Yes. <clears throat> great com comedic uh, woman she was. Yes. So, <clears throat> is there anything about this show you wish we would have said or talked about? Um, I don't think so. We talked about quite a bit about the show, so. Yeah, I mean, the only things are, there are some bad episodes of the series. Yes. There are some episodes, like we mentioned the football one, but there's a lot that just, not a lot, but there are some that feel like regular sitcom episodes. Mm -hmm. But I also think when you have a show that lasted for so long, you're going to get one or two that aren't that great or five or six or how many ever yeah, many it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they did a really good job. And I was really concerned when Rhoda left because the first couple of episodes after that, they were kind of struggling in my mind. And I was like, okay, is this show just going to completely lose its mojo? And we're going to have a couple of really bad seasons, but they got back on track fairly quickly. Yeah. It's like two or three that sucked. And then they were off to the races again. Absolutely. Yeah. And up off to the finish line. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think for the most part they they finish strong. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you a couple uh questions <clears throat> to kind of wrap this up. Yeah. Why are and I'm not saying that I am, but why aren't you interested in watching the spin-off Phyllis? Just because like I like you said, like Phyllis wasn't there all yeah. the time. And I like the interaction with her and Mary, but Rhoda was Mary's best friend. Yes. And I thought that their interaction was so much more interesting, even though Phyllis is great. But, you know, Phyllis, Phyllis is kind of in her own little world. Mm -hmm. And she didn't really think about how her daughter Bess would feel or Lars. You know, she kind of, I think, 
Um, as much as I like her character, in some ways her character was like, I gotta put on this facade for everybody and make it seem like my marriage is going well. Yeah. And I've got it all together because of the self-help books. <laughs> and and um, my daughter is like a mini version of me, even though she's like 12 mm -hmm. and, or, or, or 16 even, and she's growing up. She's not, she's still my little best. Right. You know? <laughs> oh, you know what? Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. There are two episodes I wanted to mention. There's the one where Ted dates the daughter of Chuckles the Clown. Oh, yes. And she yes. comes to Mary and says, apparently there's a policy that two people who work at this company are not allowed to fall in love. Yeah. That's a great line. <laughs> but also, you just made me think of it. There's an episode where Bess writes something. Oh, yeah, that's right. And and um, Phyllis is trying to make it into a book. Yes. And, and Bess doesn't like any of it. Because Mary is like, well, maybe we could get it published. And then uh, uh, Phyllis is like, they want it as a book, Bess. Or a Robert's Or Or remember when when um, Phyllis asks Mary to have the talk with Bess about, about sex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yes. That was great. This is one of those shows I want other people I know to watch it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can get anybody to see it. So... My ex-workout buddy who held the event where you and I met, we talk on the phone like every other week. And when we talk, we get into these two to three hour conversations about life. And we'll talk about politics, what happens when you die, you know, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, somewhere in the conversation, it'll come up, hey, what are you watching now? <laughs> and, you know, he'll always say, oh, this modern show that's probably not that good and the last couple of months I've been saying, I've been watching the Mary Tyler Moore show. Alana got me into it. I thought it was going to suck, but it's really good. And I remember like a month ago, I was talking to him. Yeah. Talking about the show. And I say, you know, I almost said his name. Yeah, but I was like, you know what? Ex-workout buddy. That's not his <laughs> first name. <laughs> I never got Betty White. I always thought that she was overrated. I didn't get the whole obsession with her. I wasn't a hater, but I didn't get why so many people love her. But she's really good on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm -hmm. Later in that discussion, we're talking about movies. And he says, I saw some movie that my wife likes, but I don't like. It's called The Proposal. And it has that one lady in it. Uh, what's your name? And I'm like, who? She's like, it's that girl you like, your girl, uh, Betty White. And I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I really do see her genius now. It made me respect oh, yeah. her a lot more. Because the only thing that I've seen... Um, before the the Mary Tyler Moore show was the Golden Girls. That's who was in, yeah. Grew up go, watching the Golden Girls, and I forgot that she was in other shows. And I've been hearing about her her um her uh, being on the Mary Tyler Moore show and how much um people loved um her character. Yeah, but I didn't know anything about it, and she's just great on that show. Yeah, and she was also I think in other shows and um. I think she might have been in other shows before that. And then she was also in Hot Hot in Cleveland, which I never watched. Here's a little bit of interesting trivia. Mm. Her first appearance on TV, do you know when it was? No. 1939. Whoa. Yeah, before network television, when they were still doing experiments. Really? What, yeah. were they, what, what was she doing? I think it was some local show. Wow. Yeah. I cannot believe that she 
was born in 1922. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Yes, it is. And in Houghton, Cleveland, she was already in her late 80s when she was doing that show. Yeah, she died the same year that Gavin McLeod and Ed Asner passed away. Two years ago. Yep. Yeah, and I remember that because she died in January, like right before her 100th birthday. It's crazy that pretty much everybody from the Mary Tyler Moore show is dead. Yeah, I did. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Rowan is dead. Phyllis is dead. Well, Bess is not. Little Bess is still alive. Little Bess is still alive. We don't know who Lars is. Well, Lars was never on the was show. Was never on. Yeah, it was just like like Norman Vera. And the character, of, yeah, exactly. The character of Lars is long dead. He was the first to go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pretty much all dead, including yeah. uh, Ted Knight, mm-hmm. uh, Mary Tyler a, Moore. Yeah, he died in the 80s. 86? Yep. Wow. And, uh, and he had another show after the Mary Tyler Moore show. Too Close for Comfort, I think? Yes. Yeah. Georgia Angles is gone. Georgia Angle gone is gone now. Yeah. I mean, it's like wow, they're they're pretty much gone. We're watching dead people, <laughs> and they made us laugh. <laughs> they did. It's like they came back from the grave for our time. Exactly. Except, um, it's streaming. Yes. <laughs> so it's a funny way to think of it. Let's talk about cultural importance. Okay. For a quick second. All right. There are certain shows that I think if you come back in 200 years, there's, mm-hmm. you're still going to be able to watch them in some form. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld, even though I'm not a big Friends fan, it has seemed to have stood the test of time. Yes. Um, you, uh, Law & Order SVU, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I could think of others, but I'm a lazy guy today. Okay. And I'm wondering... Mm-hmm. We have a history in this country of not respecting the arts and losing things that we think will never be lost. For example, something like 90% of all silent films (coughs) that were made are no longer around today. Yeah. Do you think that people will still be able to watch the Mary Tyler Moore show in 200 years? Why? Don't know. Mm. Because I think I'll be gone in 200 years. Uh Oh, I don't think I'll live to be 243. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not something you're really worried about at this no, point? No, okay. I'm not, because I don't think I'll be around. Yes. <clears throat> so what are your thoughts on watching the spinoff series, Lou Grant? It is definitely possible. Yeah. I know it's going to be different because Lou isn't going to be really funny. Yeah, it's going to be a light drama, what I've heard. A light drama, so I don't know. And maybe we also don't want to spend all of our time in the Mary Tyler Moore universe. No. But it's possible we revisit it one day. But we got to talk about a, um, a couple of the episodes we saw for Rhoda because yes. I but think it's only fair. Before we do that, though. Y- yes. Getting back to the Mary Tyler Moore show, we mentioned uh, uh, the episode where Mary goes to prison and meets uh, some hookers. And one of them shows up in another episode. Sherry. Yeah. And I think the actress's real name was Mary something. I forget what her last name was. And you told me about it, yeah. Yes. So I was watching some YouTube video last night where they're talking about the Mary Tyler Moore show. And they bring her up. And apparently she was also on the show Phyllis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she played the same character or if she was just recast or what. Because I haven't seen Phyllis. But she shoots three episodes and is hanging out with a friend one night. 
a van pulls up and shoots both her and her friend. She dies immediately. Her friend survives long enough to describe what happens to the cops. And then she dies. And the murders were never solved. <coughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So I wanted to acknowledge that. Yes. Yes. Anyway. That's, uh, that's really sad. Yeah, that's really crazy stuff. Because she was really good at Sherry. Yes, she was. Yeah, I like that episode. That was a funny episode when Mary was trying to trying to be like her um her chaperone. Get her job. To get her a job. Yeah. Yes. Because she had to go to court with her and say, I will make sure that she gets a job and on her feet. Yeah. <laughs> what did her apartment look like? Remember when you when Mary goes to her apartment? It's kinda of hard to describe it. <laughs> was it kind of dilapidated? I don't know. I'd have to see it again, honestly. That was a great episode. Yeah, though. that was. Yeah. But moving on. Yeah. So we finished the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yes. And my little J-Lo last night wanted to start watching Rhoda. Yes. We watched one episode last night and another one this morning. J-Lo, talk about it. So it's different getting used to different characters. Yes. Even though Rhoda was one of my favorite characters on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Now, the interesting thing about this is that Rhoda has, has a sister named Brenda, which we didn't see in the Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, her name was Debbie. Well, it's possible, though, that Rhoda has two sisters and one of them just moved away. That's the way I think of it. Maybe. Because Debbie yeah. still exists, but she her husband took her to another city. Maybe, but he, but she doesn't, the mom doesn't seem to mention Debbie, so. Yeah. I think, I think her name was Debbie. At least not so far. Yeah. But she might come up later. But anyway, so Brenda is played by Julie Kavner, who is a voice of Marge Simpson. Yes. She's got a very strange voice. She's probably like the richest person on the show, Rhoda. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. No kidding. Yes. And you actually you actually hear Marge, Patty, and Selma in her voice. Yeah, you, you kind of do. You kind of do. It's kind of funny. I can imagine her that she, like with blue hair. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, so Rhoda comes back to Manhattan, moves in with Brenda for a time. The mom sets her up with some guy named Steve. And it turns out that the kid who Brenda is going to babysit on a Saturday night, Saturday night poor Brenda... <laughs> Is gonna babysit on a Saturday night. Um, she meets his father Joe, and they end up uh, eventually dating. May I interject for just a second? What Rhoda is originally just supposed to be visiting. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and I forgot to say that she yeah. she's originally visiting for a week, but because she meets Joe, she wants to stay an extra week, mm-hmm. and so um, so that's that's what the premise of the episode was. Yeah. Um, I thought Brenda was really funny in this one, too. Brenda's good. Yeah. The second one, it is. Um, it sounds like Rhoda has made the decision to move from Minneapolis to Manhattan again. Mm-hmm. But she wants to, to be in her own apartment. She can't live with Brenda. Brenda says that, hey, um, I'm bringing Lenny over. And Lenny just happens to be their third cousin, like, once removed <laughs> or whatever. And she's like... Oh, she's like, oh, it's um, it's Aunt Neil, it's it's cousin Norma's son Lenny. <laughs> she's like, oh, Lenny, and she's like, yeah, yeah, you just don't worry, he's a third cousin. He's like, yeah, I remember ten years ago when Lenny was um, didn't reach puberty, and then, 
And I then Brenda's like, he just puberty right now. Yeah. It just came out of puberty now. <laughs> Did you like this one? I thought this one was good. Joe and her are supposed to go on a date, but he discovers a ticket in the cab to a basketball game and decides to go there instead. Mm -hmm. And... Rhoda briefly moves back in with Mrs. Morgan Stern. The mom. Ida Morgan Stern. Ida Morgan Stern. <laughs> Mrs. Morgan Stern. And she's like, hey, there's only like a room here. It's, it's, um, you, um, th there's one, there's a lot of closet space. And, and she's like, really? When do I sign up? And she's like, well, you can, it's, it's like, where is it? She's like, it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is her old room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we ha kind of, I guess we don't have to talk about, maybe we should, because now you know that Rhoda gets married to Joe and the marriage doesn't last, mm -hmm. which I wasn't going to tell you, uh, again, because I read it on Wikipedia that the marriage didn't last, mm -hmm. but uh, I was going to keep that to myself, but it did come up on Marriage <laughs> Other More. How do you think that's going to affect how you watch their relationship <laughs> evolve? Um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that I didn't know about it. <laughs> um, on the Mary Tyler Moore show, I would have liked to have just found out later. Yeah. But, you know, you, you find out what you find out. What did you think when he, first of all, they have a little bit of a fight at the end of the first episode. Yes. And then there's the thing with the basketball tickets in the second one. Yeah. So what do you think of Joe now that you kind of know how things end with this character. I don't know. It sounds to me like he may have a twinge of not being so considerate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he isn't so considerate of Rhoda in, in certain areas. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about the other characters on the show so far? Um, I like Brenda. I think she's really funny, actually. Okay. I think she's funny. I think the mom's hilarious. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, you know, when you're, when you're here with Lenny, I'm going to spend time with Ma. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're, and it's implied that they both don't want to spend too much time with their mom. Yeah. Because their mom is, is someone that likes to impose herself on them. Yeah. So, and I just liked it when the mom refers to her husband as him. Yeah. We don't want him to know. <laughs> oh, by the way, you can entertain in your room. <laughs> And then there's that great thing where she says, uh, you remember our house rule about if it's Saturday morning, don't bother us or something. Yeah, if it's Saturday morning and you see that our door is closed, don't come in. And then it's a Saturday. I almost said Alana's mom. But uh, Rhoda's mom comes into the bedroom and Rhoda says something. This must be important considering it's a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she... Um, and then she calls Mary in the middle of her, um, trying to find an apartment. She's like, oh, Mary, what am I kidding? This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, um, she ends up moving out. So mm -hmm. we'll see where she ends up living in the next episode. I'm excited, babes. I am too. And, you know, just to clarify, I've only seen maybe four episodes of the show. Yeah. So it's not like I know how things end with Rhoda and her man, Joe. Um, you know, you know all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, so you did keep it a secret from me. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's okay. I'm glad you told me anyway. Well, I didn't tell you. 
I didn't tell you. You discovered by watching Mary Tyler Moore that they... No, no, I mean, I'm glad you told me after the fact that you kept it. Yeah. Just because I understand why you would. Yeah. Because I don't want you watching it knowing what's going on. Because I don't exactly know how they get separated. Yeah. I just know that their marriage ends. Yeah. Um... So I'm interested to discover how that happens, but I wish that you didn't know. Yeah. Because I wish that I didn't read that. So Oh. I, I wish that you didn't know. So at least we could kind of like talk about it and be like, well, what do you think's gonna happen with Rodendro? Yeah, but I'm glad that we don't know how it happened. How they get divorced. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I've kind of you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if um Joe does grow because you know, with the whole like finding the ticket and not getting another one for her. Yeah. And not wanting to spend time with her and going to the game, it was kind of inconsiderate. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. They are liberal J-Wall. Yeah. Yes. So, interesting stuff. We're no longer going to have a marathon of Maya. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be different getting used to different characters. But um, I do, right now, I, I do like the interaction between Rhoda and Brenda. And we'll see just you know, what other weird dates that Brenda gets. Mm-hmm. But every time I hear her voice, I'm thinking, uh, Patty, Selma, and Marge. Marge. Well, I think the series ends with her marriage to Homer. <laughs> That's Marge, folks. Okay. Have you seen Have you seen what, what uh, Julie Kavner looked like um, prior to this? You mean before the show Rhoda? No, no, no. Prior to The Simpsons? I mean, I guess you could say yes, because I've seen her on Rhoda, and that was before The Simpsons. She was also in a movie with two other girls, and I don't remember what it was called when I saw that. Mm. Um, she was a single mom with two daughters. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah, and I think she I think she might have been on Taxi. Yeah, I probably not as one of the main cast members, but it's yeah. possible she did a guest star on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting show, too. Yeah. Yes. Julie Kavner, but she's she's got a funny voice. She does. Yes. And she's rich. I wonder how Valerie Harper felt in like the late 90s when she sees that The Simpsons is still on the air. Mm-hmm. And so Julie Kavner is like making tons of money. Yeah. I don't know how she felt, but I know that Valerie Harper seemed like a nice lady in interviews. Yeah. The ones that I saw with her. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then they, they all seem, um, <clears throat> all the, the Simpsons voices on Inside the Actors Studio seem pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, they used to do a Rhoda parody on The Simpsons. That would be funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did the Mary Tyler Moore one. They did? Yeah. What happened? I don't remember seeing it. Ed Asner comes back. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it was meant to make fun of the Mary Tyler, Mary Tyler Moore show. Moore show? Uh-huh. This is the one where Homer becomes a food critic mm-hmm. and Ed Asner his, is his boss at the newspaper. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Was it, did you like that one? I thought it was good. <laughs> and that was and that was just Ed Asner on the um the thing. I don't know if they got any of the other cast members okay. to come back. Yeah, I remember when you played a clip of Ed Asner talking about Mary. Mm-hmm. He was so old. He was. He was really old. It's like, whoa, Lou's an old guy. Mm-hmm. An old man. That's right. Now he's dead. He, now he went bye-bye. Yeah, he really went bye-bye. Well, I hope he was nice to his son. Oh, yeah. I was in a cab once in the 90s for a point of reference, and the cab driver said that one day she picked up a couple people, a man and his son, and the dad was kind of rude to the son. 
And then she looked over and realized that the dad was Ed Asner. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. It is. But he could have just been having a bad day. Yeah, and then maybe they had an argument before and they just didn't solve it. They didn't resolve the argument. And- I want to believe that Ed Asner was a nice guy because he was a lib. <laughs> it's not always true, Bubs. No, I mean, look at Charlie Sheen. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie I mean, Sheen Martin Sheen. A, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about these people. Charlie, Charlie and I think Charlie Sheen is definitely a messed up. And maybe not, maybe, I don't know about Martin Sheen, but. Martin, uh, yeah, it's so weird that Alana defends Martin Sheen, even though he's like super lib. No, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that maybe it wasn't his fault that Charlie Sheen was a loser. Mm. I I don't know. I think once a person moves out of the house and they make their own decisions, it's not the parents' fault. But the parents contributed to the upbringing. They contributed, but but sometimes people can grow up in good upbringing and still rebel against their parents, folks. Sometimes. I don't know if Martin Sheen was the best dad, though. I don't know, Bob. That's, that's all on you, Bob. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not defending Martin Sheen at all. I'm just saying, okay. you know, you know, be a, I'm, I'm trying to be the devil's, devil's advocate. Okay. Well, I love you there, J-Lo devil's advocate. Oh. Yes. <clears throat> but anyways, good discussion about Mia. Yeah. What else did we do yesterday? We made dinner. I know we did that. We made some chicken tikka masala. We used um, most of the jasmine rice. I think I still have some left. Yeah. It, I am, I am, uh, I think from now on, if we make anything Asian or uh, chicken tikka masala or something that has to do with any like <clears throat> Asian spices or whatever, yeah. I think jasmine rice will be the one, the rice that we use because I feel that. When we've made brown rice with it, not that brown rice isn't good, but yeah. I just feel like it doesn't hold in the moisture of the rice. The flavor was definitely next level. Yes. Now, as you know, this is my favorite thing that we make together on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah. I get the sense that it's not really yours, although last night there might have been a change of heart on your part because you scarved it down to the point where you almost died. No, it's because I got a piece of chicken in my throat. And that happens sometimes when you don't chew meat very well. Mm. And I was kind of like, you know, and and the and poor Rick, he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, Ugh. and I'm trying to cough the thing up. And, well, it did come out. And he's like, I wouldn't re-eat that. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going <laughs> to re-eat it. I'm going to clean that up. Yes. And uh, I was okay. And, and you're like, are you okay? And I said, yes, I'm fine now. Thank you. And um, that's happened before. And what I should have done was I should have um, did the the um, Heimlich maneuver, or had you do it actually? Yeah, it's it's not that hard to do. I would feel weird about doing it. I mean, I would have done it because we would have had very little choice. But I did, and the thought actually did cross my mind: should I try to do the Heimlich? But I also want to be mindful because I heard that if you're not careful, you can break somebody's ribs doing it. Yeah, I I did not want to do that. Well, my dad did it on me one time when I was choking on a piece of steak. Yeah. And it did hurt. <laughs> did he announce that he was going to do it like John Candy did? Did he go like, ladies and gentlemen, the Heimlich Maneuver? No, he didn't do that. Um, but what he did do he is he did get behind me and push on my abdomen. And, and he pushed in and up. And uh, within a few within a, maybe a minute or maybe close to that i don't i it wasn't timing because i was just trying to get the thing out of my throat yeah um it was gone but it did hurt nice <laughs> it wasn't fun 
And after that, you finished before I did, which is super rare. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I think it's because we didn't use all the cauliflower. Yeah, and I think I actually gave you more than I gave myself. Wow. Yeah, you were just scarfing that thing. I was, because, I mean, I love chicken chicken tikka masala, <clears throat> but I I think maybe the, the rice made a big difference. Mm -hmm. Because for some reason, the brown rice just didn't hold enough moisture, and I love sticky rice. And no, I don't eat rice that often. Um, uh, but I do eat a lot of rice when I'm with my family. Nice. And the jasmine rice was just what took this dish to the next level, I think. And all the, the ginger root, even though I didn't like chewing on ginger, it was really, it was really good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did too, obviously. Yes, yes. Great stuff. And then, um... We decided to watch the last part of the American Buffalo documentary from Ken Burns. That was really good. That was very good. I thought it was really interesting, too. I don't know where I stand on conserve, conservationist movements mm -hmm. because I don't know much about it. I mean, I know the gist of it, but I don't know if that would infringe on my own beliefs or not. I don't know. I I do feel like there are people that get into movements where... They put the animal, I mean, and it's just my opinion that, that they feel like they put the animals above human life. And I don't think that's right either. I don't um, think that they do that all the time in the American Buffalo situation. I'm sure, I'm sure people have. Well, but with animal activist groups, some of them, some of them do. do. No, but I'm saying in this particular field, I don't yeah. think it happens a lot. I'm yeah. sure there's some who have done it in the past, so, but it's not a majority of the people who fight for the American Buffalo. But I think what's interesting is because um, they said that the conserve there's there's conservationists that conserve the American buffalo, but at the expense of Native Americans, and there are conserve there are conservationists that want the buffalo to be conserved because it's a part of our history. Yeah, it was super interesting. Uh, they talked about the white supremacy involved in the conservation movement, which I felt was good. I didn't. Even, I didn't even know about that. Wow. Yeah, I kind of knew about that because I read a biography last year on Teddy Roosevelt, and they mentioned it. Wow. And I'm glad they talked about that in the documentary, and they didn't just like pretend it wasn't a thing. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt. I heard good things and bad things about him, so he's kind of he's complicated. He's too. a mixed bag. He is. Um, what I thought was really interesting, too, is who, um, you know, there were people that were volunteering to um, uh, to sell, to, to give their herd away yeah. uh, to people that wanted to um, bring them back to the, the Great Plains. Well, and there was this one guy, I forget his name. He had something like 700 buffalo mm -hmm. and they the government was going to take his land. So he offered to sell the herd to the U.S. government, and Teddy Roosevelt wanted it, mm -hmm. but couldn't get the money from Congress to buy the herd, so he sells it to Canada. Then they get the money together. It's taking him a longer time to get the herd to Canada than he thought. They offer to buy some from him, and he's like, no, I made a deal with Canada. Mm -hmm. I'm not selling these to you, mm -hmm. which I, you know, good on him. Yeah. And somebody in the documentary was saying, it's kind of an insult. Like, you're not willing to buy these guys buffalo this guy's buffalo at a small price, but you're willing to pay more money to start a conservation area in his own, in his ex property. 
and to buy Buffalo someplace else. Right, right. It doesn't make any sense. Which kind of sounds like the U.S. government. Right. They don't want to do the thing early on that'll cost less. They'll wait a little more, uh, while longer and do the thing that will not only cost more, but take more of your time to do. Yeah, but but eventually the Buffalo, a lot of the... Um, the oh oh and then and then there were some people that were um hide hunters yeah that became breeders of buffalo because they understood that the buffalo was um going out of um maybe going out of extinction becoming or extinct. becoming becoming extinct i can't talk becoming extinct if they didn't do anything about it so i thought that was kind of interesting that too. was interesting yeah they became uh, buffalo breeders that story that steve ranella was telling in the documentary about they put the buffalo on the back of some coins right uh-huh which I, I believe it still is today and the buffalo they use for the model mm -hmm. to put on the back of the coins they just sell it to some meat packing plant afterwards Oh really? So when when I didn't remember yeah that. when you have a coin mm -hmm. and there's a buffalo on it, the, the buffalo that that coin was modeled on was a sense of meat packing plant. Oh wow! Yeah, that's interesting. That was interesting. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting how um what happened in the um in the I keep getting the 1800s mixed with the 1700s. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 1900s was the 20th century. The 1800s was the 19th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, 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 anyway, um, in the late eight, was it the late 1880s? I think that this was going on. Yeah, that's when it really started. Yeah. Because by then, most of the buffalo were gone. Yeah, and now they're back. Not in the numbers that they were before. No, but they're still they're still here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was really interesting hearing how indigenous people interacted with the buffalo. I really like this documentary. Yeah, I, I did too. I mean, I knew a little bit about that they used um, animal skins, like they used badger skins, they used um, buffalo skins yeah. for their clothing, and um, they didn't waste the animal, and they respected the animal even though they used it. Mm -hmm. You know, they killed the animal for food, and that's just like in other countries. Like there are some um, families in other countries that, if they didn't have an animal like a cow, they wouldn't be able to have enough money for food or, right. or books, which I thought was kind of interesting how that works. Great documentary. Yes. I wouldn't say it's my favorite Ken Burns documentary, but I liked it. It's, it was definitely an educational um, documentary for sure. Even if you, um, you knew a little bit about the buffalo. Yeah. It's interesting. And then, babes. Yeah. We got some pecan pie. Pecan pie. I have a piece of your pecan pie. Yeah, so I bought um a pecan pie for the both of us and uh some Neapolitan ice cream, which uh we finished uh, uh this morning actually. Yeah. Are you sleeping? I'm a little bit sleepy. Uh but it is already like almost one. Whoa. Yeah, we've been doing this for almost two hours. Good grief. But keep going. Wow. It's like one hour and fifty-four minutes. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, is it almost because we we got we did we started doing this like at 10 something, something right yeah okay so it's almost 12 no it's almost one almost one it's 12 43 oh wow yeah okay so wait i thought we did this two hours ago it's almost been two hours babes huh okay oh, oh right, right right okay anyway um so yeah isn't it it, it was quite 
um, quite a documentary, a lot of details, um, and how the buffalo uh, found their way back home. And the pecan pie was good, too, with the ice cream. And yes, it was. Then we watched the film. Did we watch the film? We I decided that um, I wanted I wanted us to both uh, to watch another film noir because we we like film noirs actually. Yes, and next week I wanted to watch Cinderella Man. We're going to do that probably next Friday. Yeah, keep going, babes. So we decided to see a movie called The House on Telegraph Hill. Didn't know what to expect. This was in uh, 1951. It was about the these two Polish women that were trying to get out of Poland. And one of the women was very sick and, and she was close to dying. They were in a death camp. They were in a death camp. Okay, I'm sorry. They got, they got captured. They were in a de death camp. Somebody took her son, Christopher, Karen's son, Christopher, uh, to America. And Karen was desperately trying to get back uh, to see his, to see her son. She ends up dying. And the way that this lady, Victoria, decides to go to um, how she gets to California is that she changes her name to her friend, Karen, because she gets her uh, her papers. Changes her name to Karen, takes her last name, and moves to California. Mm -hmm. All right, go on, Bubs. Okay. Well, first she goes to New York, and we find out that the sister who took... Uh, Chris in has since passed away. She was super rich, and she gave custody of Chris to a relative named Alan Spender. Alan Spender, because he spends money. It's Aunt Sophie. Yeah, yeah. Because he he spends money. Get it, Alan Spender. He spends oh money. Oh my Get goodness. It. Get it. Yeah. Anyways, um, and there's a little bit of a conflict of who's going to have this kid, but. What's her name? Sophie slash Karen. No, Victoria slash Victoria, Karen. Victoria slash Karen, Karen starts going out with Alan and they get married. Yep. And Alan is like a distant relative of her family. Yes. Which is kind of strange. And we meet Chris and his nanny who... Uh, Margaret. Margaret. Maid. Has yeah. some conflicts with Victoria. slash Karen. Yes. Keep on. Keep it on. So Victoria slash Karen has this weird feeling that there's something wrong in this house. He she finds out with spending time with Chris that there was like some explosion, mm -hmm. and it had happened to do with his chemistry set. It was in this clubhouse that's on the property. Yep. So she goes in there. She looks into the playhouse. And her husband catches her there while she ends up falling through the floorboards and she almost gets hurt, which I thought was a very, very crazy scene. And then one day she's driving the car and she can't stop it. Because she the brakes, the brakes, the brakes were um, filled with. Mm -hmm. Now she's starting a friendship with. Mark uh, Bennett, who is the, um, a major, I guess, I guess. He knew he knew Alan, so yeah. He he is, um, he's been watching over Alan and his family for a while. I think Mark is in the family somehow. Oh, okay, okay. So Mark is in the family, and she's spending some time with him, and he realizes Mark realizes that he's in love with uh, Victoria, and he finds out later on that 
she's not really caring. She tells him. She confesses yes. us. She tells him this, yes. And he said that I was there too. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. It is. And she has a feeling that somebody is trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I want to say, into the maid's room and realize that the message, a message was sent that the sister died before the sister actually passed away. Right. So there's a conflict. She's trying to find out more information on this. But Alan Spender is with her. They go to bed. He makes her drink some juice. And then what happens? She doesn't see something. There's something wrong with the juice because she doesn't think it tastes right. What happens is she takes her cup of the the rest of the juice and pours the rest of it into the pitcher. Mm -hmm. Alan... So she drinks juice but doesn't get sick. Alan drinks it, and Victoria slash Karen tells him, we have to call the doctor because I dumped the rest of the juice into the pitcher, and I think you you drank some of the poison. Yeah. And so I don't think she should have mentioned anything. No, I would have just been like, oh, I'm falling asleep. Oh, I'm dying. Here I am. I'm almost dead. (laughs) And then Margaret would find him dead. Right. Well, anyway, so... He is trying to get to Margaret, and Margaret is not too happy with him. And she he says, you know, I did this for you, Margaret. I was going to, you know, he was trying to tell her tell her his plan so that him and Margaret and, and um, would be together without Chris. And yeah. um, without Chris and uh, Victoria slash Karen. And Margaret has her issues, but she really does care for Chris. She does. She does. So... Mr. Spender ends up dying there. Margaret is taken in for questioning, which probably means that she was also involved in this. Uh, Mark and Victoria take Chris, who's asleep and doesn't know what happened, and they uh, go to Mark's mother's place. And that was the end of the movie. I like this film. That was a great movie. I would give it a strong eight. I would too. Yeah. I would too. Really, really good movie. Now, apparently on IMDb, it has a rating of 6.9. I know. I couldn't believe that. So, take that for what you will, but I enjoyed it. I did, too. Yes. 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 I don't know what else to say about it, babes. It was good. The, yeah. All of the actors were good. hmm Yes. Yes. What I thought was interesting, too, though, I have some questions. Go ahead. Why would she marry this guy... It's just weird because he's like a distant relative in the family and she's pretty much like she married his she married her relative. Um I wouldn't have gone so far as to do that but I know that she was trying to escape the Polish uh, death camp too. She wanted that money. Yeah, she did. But then she realized what was at stake because Chris's life and her life were at stake and she wanted to um, she wanted to raise him. Yeah, at first, uh, when we're watching this movie, I'm not sure if she's going to be the bad guy. Yeah. Or when she gets into the car crash, I'm thinking, oh, it's obviously Margaret who tried to kill her. I thought so, too. Yeah. I wasn't sure what was going to happen because I thought Margaret was weird, too. Mm-hmm. But she was really protective of Chris. It was well done. It was well done. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, babes. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? 
No, I didn't have I didn't have any dreams. I slept really good last night. I had some dreams. I don't remember them. They escaped my mind as soon as I woke up. Uh, I'm also um kind of thinking ahead because I've got a big performance in a few weeks. Nice. And yeah. I'm hoping that people will be able to go and get that set set up. And uh, please uh read the rest of the email. That's right. Read the rest of the email, people. No, you. I, you too. <laughs> I did, but I'll read it again. Okay. <laughs> but, but uh, uh, it was a, a great time. Yeah. And, uh, well, um, I may just take a nap after this. I think that's a good idea, babes. Kick uh, me out and then take a nap. Maybe I'll take a little nap and, nice. uh, I'll eat some uh, chicken tikka masala later on. Nice. So do you not want me to call you when I get home or what? Um, You can. Okay. You can. I, I just want to make sure that you get home safely. Sounds good, babes. I'm not going to just take a nap and forget that you want <laughs> <laughs> to. I want to make sure you get home safely, bubbly. Can we go there, little J-Wall? You know me, bubbly. Yes, 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 yes. Just like if I, if I left... Um, if I left you at a location, you'd want me to uh, to tell you if I got home okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get some rapid up. Okay. All right. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.